going to turn things back over to Mark Weber for the second full hour of Garden Talk this morning. Good morning. Okay. Yes. You're going to do a little pruning on your trees, right? Uh, yes. I actually have a uh, tree that could probably use some this season, <laughs> now I think about it. <laughs> so how much do you prune off? Uh, I didn't quite catch that. Sorry. My uh, headphones slid off my head. <laughs> okay. That tree you got, you're going to prune, right? Yeah. I'm going to do a little bit with it. Yeah. How much do you prune off? Um, actually was hoping to get that answer from you uh, this hour. <laughs> yeah, so how do you know how much do I prune off my trees? Is it 20%? Is it 30%? Is it 40%? How much do you prune off of a tree? Do you have an answer? I'm... Um... From what I've seen, I've seen uh, that could, I think it vary. does it uh, vary as far as the situation goes? I imagine some trees, mine in particular, may need more than others. Yeah, but age does matter, right? I would say so. Okay. So would you? can you prune as much off of a young tree as you can off of an old tree? I wouldn't think so, no. Why is that? I probably would say... Uh, as far as the younger trees concerned, that's probably for one not a whole, not as much there to prune and sue. They probably can't take as much uh, as much abuse as some of the older trees can. Interesting, because it's actually the opposite. Is it really? Yeah, we'll talk about <laughs> we'll talk about that and so much more in the next hour of Garden Talk on AM twelve ninety and News ninety five seven WHIO. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group Ohio. This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And a good Saturday morning, and welcome back to the second hour of Garden Talk right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. In this hour of Garden Talk, we're going to be talking about a whole list of different things, one of which is how much to prune off of a plant, how much not to prune off the plant. We're going to talk about a lot of timely things that you should be doing in your landscape. And I'm going to talk right off the top of the bat, and this, this hour of Garden Talk is about pruning. Um, there's some plants that are more tolerant to pruning than others. And there's some that uh, we can kill with too much pruning and gets a little complicated. So in this hour of garden talk, I would love to hear your voices today at four, five, seven, 1290. If you've got a pruning question, maybe you're thinking about pruning some fruit trees. Maybe you're thinking about pruning some apples or peaches or cherries, Maybe you've got that young uh, oak tree out front. They're thinking about pruning it. Um, if you've got a pruning question today, let's spend a lot of time talking about pruning today at 457-1290 in this hour because March is an ideal time for pruning. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about pruning from the standpoint of the tools of the trade. Um, for smaller cuts, one of the finest pruning apparatuses there are is a pair of scissor bypass pruning shears. You don't want to use anvil shears, and those are the ones that kind of cut and have kind of the flat uh, bottom, and then when you um, chop it off, you kind of do a lot of damage to the cambium uh, tissue below inside the stem. 
but you typically want to use a what they call scissor bypass pruning shears. Um, and the idea when you prune a plant is that you're pruning for structure, you're pruning for health, but you have a purpose in the pruning. A lot of pruning that happens um, is more done to shape and mold the plant in the direction in which you want it to grow or control it from growing into a place that you feel that may cause some damages. Um, keep in mind that it's better to prune for the long term than it is to prune for the short term. Um, the older the plant is, as a general rule, the less likely it will respond to really draconian kind of pruning cuts. And speaking of draconian. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing goes with draconian like me. That was just a joke. I know. I was going with it. <laughs> How are you, Mr. Jesse Mag? Not too bad. How about yourself? I'm well. A little overcast sky conditions this morning. Yeah. Um, March has uh, come in like usually March does, which can't make up its mind if it's spring or winter yet. Yeah. It doesn't know which it is yet. It's got to feel it out a little bit. But can we talk about how the groundhog was definitely wrong? That's what my wife was my telling personal me. personal pleasure. That's what my wife was telling me last night. He's always wrong. <laughs> it, what we should do is television meteorologists just find out what the groundhog says and just say the opposite no matter what. You don't believe a porcupine? Yeah, maybe. Because you know the groundhogs, groundhogs are in the porcupine group of animals. Are they? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's that's one of my biggest You can believe a porcupine. <laughs> Everyone gives meteorologists so much heck, but they'll just they'll gawk over a rodent. <laughs> Horrible. Well, it makes it good for a good beer party, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, looks like a little snow's in our forecast tomorrow, correct? Tell us yeah. how this is going to develop. Yeah, nothing too crazy. Um, latest models, I just looked at them, and we've been waiting. And I, I know people hate when we do this, but the models were not agreeing, so we could not make a decision up until uh, yesterday afternoon, evening. So that's when we came out with the numbers. Um, it showed that... Uh, one model was saying things are really strong. We're going to get a bunch of snow wrapping around the low, picking up the moisture and wrapping it around. But uh, we had a feeling that was wrong, and it turns out it looks like that will be wrong. So mm -hmm. um, really for most of us, I think one to two inches. That's not a whole lot. No. If you're up towards the north, probably an inch if you're lucky. So places like Bell Fountain, Wapakoneta, Salina up towards the north. Okay. Well, that's good news lot. then. Eh? Towards the south, you could lean towards three maybe. So once all this uh – a little bit of white stuff. You know, even um, it seemed like uh, Friday we had a little snow at my house. Yeah. And I uh, didn't stick to the driveway, didn't stick to the street, mm -hmm. didn't I walk the dog. There was no slippery issues. Um, you know, the daytime temperatures, we've had something up in the 40s. Yeah. Ground seems to have lost any whatever frost that was in it. And I think it's had some time to thaw for sure. Yeah. And, um, uh, and then we've had plenty of rain <laughs> yeah yeah exactly that's the thing with this one we're getting a day into the 40s so the surface will be able to kind of continue to thaw if you will if there's anything frozen left so yeah it's going to take a lot for this snow to hit and then stick without melting right so that's going to take away from some of the totals you know maybe you get a true two inches of snow but half inch melts and you know you know how it goes long term what are we looking at weather wise well i'll start with um Let's say the next about five days, well below average temperatures, about 20 to 30 degrees below average. Uh, if you don't know what average is, it's around 45 degrees for the high temperature this time of year. So mm -hmm. um, very, very cold. 
uh, for the next several days. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is kind of the epicenter of that cold. Uh, we'll gradually climb back up. And I looked into the far distant future, which is an unreliable thing to do, but I did it. <laughs> and it showed another low pressure system forming same time on Sunday next week. So a week from this storm, another one kind of pulls back in. So maybe. And then it could go the wrong way too. It, it, it could completely disappear. So yeah, let's not, let's not worry about that. Yeah. That's a little bit too far <laughs> for my liking. <laughs> All right, Jesse, it's good to see you. Good to see you as well. I'm glad that, um, uh, that you brought us tidings of more snow. No snowmageddon this time. No. <laughs> Just regular snow. A little bit here, there. Nothing crazy. You have a fantastic day, sir. You too. See Good you later. to see you. All right. Bye bye. 457 1290. Let's go to Wapak, Kaneta, and let's go talk to Ken. Ken, good morning. Hey, Ken. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Ken. How, turn down your radio, if you would be so kind. It's turned off. All right. Great. How can I help you, Ken? Well, I've got a, my neighbor in the backyard has a uh, soft maple that we would both like to take out, but can't afford that. So I thought I would just clear the uh, uh, limbs that are overhanging my driveway because I get all of his morning or uh, spring sap and all the buds and everything on my driveway and all that. So I was wondering how much can I take off of my side without causing the balance to be bad and potential uh, uh, wind damage from from too much weight taken off that one side. Uh, it is on the west side of the tree, and we have prevailing wind in Vandalia um, from from southwest most generally. So you, you think by cutting too much off, you would cause the tree to fall over? Well, I don't know that. That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> <a certain> <laughs> well, it's, it goes to pruning dose, and it goes to what we call structure, Okay. Okay. And with trees, the thing that we have to remember is trees have two things that go on, and they're somewhat independent of each other. Um, they have health, okay? Yes. And then they have structure. Now, to have a structurally, you can have a structurally sufficient tree that's not healthy, mm -hmm. and you can have a have a have a uh, an unhealthy tree that's structurally sufficient and vice versa it goes back and forth now health right. health provides trees the ability to do something called compartmentalization and compartmentalization is kind of like a submarine okay you know submarine if one of the chambers gets breached for whatever reason let's say it's the munitions chamber of the submarine they can close the door off and nobody else in the submarine gets hurt. Does that make sense? Correct. Okay. So in the case of trees, trees have the ability to compartmentalize, meaning that if they get injured, they if they're healthy and they're, got, they're doing photosynthesis right, they can compartmentalize that decay. Now, some trees do it better than other trees, and one of the worst trees that compartmentalizes is maple. <laughs> yes. So if we make really bad pruning cuts in maple, it will come back to haunt us with lots of wood decay. So what I would recommend is to determine how much dose and which branches to remove to meet your target of, of elevation. And that's really what you're trying to do is elevate branches yeah. is that you work with an ISA certified arborist. Certified arborists are the equivalent of a human doctor in trees. Okay? 
They have yeah. the education, the qualifications, and they have been vetted and tested to meet the minimum um, American National Standard Institute level of being a qualified tree professional. There's different types of certified arborists. There's board certified master arborists, and then there's regular certified arborists. But typically, those type of people can inspect your tree and follow a standard of care called the ANSI standards that can give you how much of the tree can be pruned and what's going to be best for the pruning so that not to help the tree's structure. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. Yeah, I don't. And, and I will generally say homeowners that prune trees typically don't prune them, right, unless they've had some higher level of education about how to prune a tree. I'm not saying that all homeowners can't prune trees. What I'm just saying is you got to know your know how to prune the tree. And then with the whole principle by removing branches, you're going to cause it to fall over in the wind. If that's the case, then the tree's already got defects well before the pruning happened, okay? Does that make sense? Yes, it does have decay. Uh, soft maples are pretty common to have the uh, have water get in and then black ants get into it. and just You know, you never know what you're going to get into. You have to cut back to the hardwood. Well, soft uh, silver maple doesn't have hardwood. <laughs> well, I guess what I mean is the the, yeah. the live tree cuts cut cut until you get past the decay. And and again, you need to cut back to a place where the tree can seal its wound shut. Because remember, trees okay. don't heal; they seal. So my my best advice, and I know you're trying to save a buck, okay, but you're literally tripping over. You're tripping over um, dollar bills to pick up pennies. And, okay. and, and, and I mean that with all the greatest due respect to you, good sir. It's, and I see this ten, countless tens of thousands of times. Homeowners think that uh, they don't need to call a professional because there's somehow they know more than people that have done it for 20 and 30 and 40 years. And then they make a bad pruning cut and then it, and it comes back to haunt you. And haunt to you, meaning that's how the branch broke in the middle of the windstorm, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, the vast majority of tree failures, and I've been quoted to say this, 95% of all tree failures can be directly related to a pre-existing defect that the tree had prior to the failure. And I see a lot of failures related to bad pruning cuts. In fact, I'm getting ready to post a blog post that weberlandscaping.com about this poor lady's oak trees that somebody, you know, basically lion's tail pruned, I'm guessing five to 10 years ago. And these trees now are in peril because they had too many branches removed from them because whoever the property owner was at the time wanted them limbed up. And by limbing up, they formed what they call lion's tails, which are Branches that don't have the structural sufficiency or the smaller branches below to manage wind loads. And so, again, if you need trees are the most complicated plants on the planet. Did you know that, Ken? No, I did not. Yeah, trees are the most complicated plants on the planet. They're the most advanced. They are the most um, complex um, plants on the planet. So doesn't it make sense to have the most complicated plants on the planet looked at and managed by a professional? Absolutely. 
I'll yeah. be giving you a call Monday. Well, myself, there's plenty of other certified arbors as well, but my point being is they are complicated beasts. Ken, thanks for the call. Have a super great uh, weekend, and thanks for calling Garden Talk, okay? I appreciate your service to the community. Thank you. Thank you, sir. More Garden Talk will continue with an updated weather forecast after this on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. David Cemetery has been serving the families of the Miami Valley since 1826. Families often remark that pre-planning was the greatest gift a parent has given them. Act with love, plan ahead, and talk about what you might want. Help your family by relieving the burden of difficult financial and emotional decisions during a time of grief. For more information, call 937-434-2255 or go to davidcemetery.com. David Cemetery, generations of care. Why? Why do we ignore the things that give us pause, that seem out of place, that don't feel right. The answer to why defines who we are. So if you see something, why do you say something? I see safe for my friends. For my community. For my family. For each other. Because all of this matters. We all have something worth protecting. So why do you see safe? Report suspicious activity to local authorities. If you see something, say something. I love hearing about the weather. It keeps me updated accurately, more in-depth and truthful. We heard from you, WHIO listeners, and we are not slowing down as we continue to bring you news that affects you and the Miami Valley. You have told us how important breaking local news, weather, and traffic is to you, and we will continue to provide the latest 24-7. You can trust me, Larry Hanskin, host of Miami Valley's Morning News and the Voice of the Flyers on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. I've been here for over 37 years, and I'd like to think I've earned your trust. This is the story of a very special woman. Just a few knew about her superpowers. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Winter weather can throw an icy wrench into your daily commute. Count on Sergeant Mark Bowron and our team of traffic reporters getting you to and from work safely. Triple Team Traffic lives on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, everyone, and uh, welcome to this week's edition of Garden Talk. There is not one, but a plethora of phone lines available at 457 457- 1290 that's 457 1290 so give us a call we'll be happy to help you along the way let's check out the updated weather forecast from news center 7 Quiet to start off this morning, mostly cloudy skies and temperatures in the mid to upper 20s. We'll lift to a high temperature of 43 degrees today. Partly cloudy skies and just a slight chance for a passing flurry. Mostly cloudy overnight tonight, 28 degrees for the low. And on Sunday, snow likely, especially once we get into the afternoon hours, anywhere from 1 to 3 inches possible with the highest totals likely found towards the south. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7. WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar is uh, clear right now. We've got overcast skies here in downtown Dayton. 
with uh, temperatures right around 32 to 34 degrees Fahrenheit on the uh, station to gives you the updated weather forecast and great gardening advice. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial. I would recommend uh, if you have, uh, as the weather begins to warm up, is to get your yard core aerated. And that means it's a machine that punches holes into the lawn area. And by doing so, pulls... um, um, turf uh, plugs out of the soil and lays them down on the ground. And by doing so, you generate oxygen into the soil, which allows for advancement of root development in your lawn. Many cases, um, this is not done. And for whatever the varied myriad of reasons why homeowners don't do it, it is by far one of the most beneficial practices that you can uh, do. And by doing so, you'll increase the amount of oxygen that uh, reaches the root system of your turf. More so, you'll increase the amount of nutrients that uh, get to the root systems of your turf. And it also will improve the ability of the turf to have a much deeper and wider root system, which in turn will allow it to be more um, tough against uh, drought and oncoming uh, weather um, conditions in the forthcoming year. So get your lawn core aerated. The general recommendation for most of Southwest Ohio and beyond is uh, two core aerations a year, one in the spring, one in the fall. And when you do it, you want to do what they call a double pass, meaning you want to average about 8 to 12 cores or holes per, per square foot of lawn area. If you have less than that, you're not really accomplishing what really needs to happen. When we come back, we'll talk more gardening, more lawns, more landscaping. Plus, Randy Tischer from Green Velvet Sod Farms joins us next on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news? WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 7.30. I'm Jonah Adi with the WHIO News Update. Our top story we're following this morning. We've got a look at the accident scene in Logan County from last night. The latest that we've heard on those involved. Three people were told are dead. We've got details on that coming up. Plus, a Subaru recall. All the Subaru owners listen close. We're tracking the next winter storm moving into the Miami Valley. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Well, WHIO triple team traffic is looking all clear out there throughout the freeways and the service streets so far. We're not seeing any major slowdowns out there you'll need to watch for if you need to hit the road this Saturday. And it is our top story in Logan County. Three people killed in a three-car crash on State Route 117 just north of Huntsville. That crash shut down the highway for about four hours last night, but a fourth driver wasn't hurt. Deborah Terpster was on her way from Michigan to the Arnold Classic in Columbus. She said she was following this white van for miles on State Route 117 on Friday. They just kept drifting towards the center line. 
WHIO's James Buckley says that van did in fact go left of center and hit a pickup head on. Terpster's van ended up in a cornfield. She said she had to swerve wide to avoid the massive debris. The impact reportedly happened in close to 110 miles an hour with just the force behind the two vehicles. The two people in the van were killed, as was the pickup driver. Two others are hurt. We're working to learn who those people are. We'll bring that information as we get it. In Kettering, a man accused of looking at child porn at work has a past record of the same crime. 49-year-old Carl Geisel is facing 20 counts of child porn after his indictment by a grand jury. Records show he was convicted of child porn after looking at it in work in 2007 and spent two years in prison. Geisel's being held without bond. He'll be arraigned on Tuesday. If you own a Subaru, specifically a 2013 to 2017 Crosstech, an Impreza from, tw- from 2008 to 2016, or a 2014 to 2016 Forester, be advised a recall has been issued due to a brake light problem. The company says the problem is with certain scented cleaning products. Cleaners with silicone can seep into the switch housing and deposit a layer on the switch contact. That means the brake lights won't work and that means the car won't start. That's Fox's Jill Nato reporting. With the most accurate and dependable weather forecast, here's meteorologist Jesse Mag. Quiet to start off this morning, mostly cloudy skies and temperatures in the mid to upper 20s. We'll lift to a high temperature of 43 degrees today. Partly cloudy skies and just a slight chance for a passing flurry. Mostly cloudy overnight tonight, 28 degrees for the low. And on Sunday, snow likely, especially once we get into the afternoon hours, anywhere from 1 to 3 inches possible with the highest totals likely found towards the south. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar is clear, cloudy to start off our Saturday. From our studio here on South Main Street in Dayton, we're looking at gray overcast skies, 25 degrees in Troy, 32 in Springfield, 32 here in Dayton at 733. I'm Jonah Adi, WHIO Continuing News. Dollar Shave Club. Dollar, but way more than just Shave Club. Dollar, that's right, everything you need to get ready in the bathroom club. Dollar, and they're all top shelf products too, club. Dollar, and can you believe it's only $5 to get started, club? Dollar, shampoo, conditioner, body wash, face wash, toothpaste, toothbrush, prep scrub, shave butter, shave lather, post-shave cream, post-shave dew, beard oil, repair serum, hair gel, hair paste, hair cream, pomade, hand cream, face moisturizer... Lip balm, colognes, butt wipes with the cool peppermint tingle. Oh, and of course, really, really great Razors Club. Dollar, but we're certainly not going to change our name to that club. Right now, join the club with one of our shave, shower, or oral care starter sets for just five bucks. After that, the restock box ships regular-sized products at regular price. Get this deal at dollarshaveclub.com slash Dayton today. That's right, that's the name of your city after our web address. dollarshaveclub.com slash Dayton. Are you new to listening to WHIO? Let us bring you up to speed fast. We're Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. We provide weather and traffic every six minutes weekday mornings on Miami Valley's Morning News with Larry Hanskin. When news breaks here in the Miami Valley, we break in around the clock. We provide Storm Center 7 updates throughout the day, and when we're monitoring the threat of severe weather in our area, we activate Storm Center coverage, updating the situation every 15 minutes or sooner, and airing a special tone every 90 seconds to let you know. We're also the home of the Flyers, airing basketball games, football games, and coaches' shows. You can listen to us on the AM dial at 1290, on the FM dial at 95.7, online at WHIO.com, in the WHIO app, and at home on an Amazon Echo. We have hundreds of reporters and are working around the clock to keep you safe and informed. 
We are AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Get local news when you want it. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO have flash briefings now available on your Amazon Echo. How can you grow a better lawn? Let's go in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Sod Farms on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, Mr. Tisher. Well, good morning. Did you have your spring countdown calendar taken away, do you? You know, I can't find one. <laughs> well, I figured you had. I figured you knew it down to the days, minutes, and seconds because I'm ready for spring. I don't know about you. I know. I know. I'm. I, 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 the other day I was up in Northern Ohio and it was, the snow was all coming off the lake and it was miserable. <laughs> and, and then on my way home from way home, I drove by green velvet and I saw, uh, everything kind of all locked away in mothballs. And I thought, God, <laughs> yeah. this is just like, when's this thing going to end? <laughs> well, we're at, least, at least we're in the right month for spring. So we're making some progress. Yeah, yeah. It's the time of the year, Mr. Tisher, that um, there's some things that we need to start thinking about, and one of which is correcting snow mold, isn't it? Well, you know, uh, uh, snow mold is a is, is and can be a problem. Uh, you got to take a walk around your yard, and uh, and if you find uh, if you find your your grass is matted right down to the the, the soil and. Uh, Usually a, a dark tan mat. Uh, it just looks like an elephant sat on it and uh, and just squished the, the the turf right down to the the, the, the soil. Uh, that's sort of a weird way of talking about snowmobile. But uh, but if you do have these little patches that uh, that are sort of crusty and matted down, that that probably is snowmobile. And uh, snowmobile is a result of either snow or ice uh, sitting on top of the grass and and smushing it down and uh and really uh the only thing you can do is get a rake out and uh and sort of open that that grass back up rake it out and fluff it up and get some air into it and uh and then you just got to see if the if the grass is going to recover or not that might be a prime area for for a little overseeding but uh yeah that's something to keep your eye out for uh, certainly is and and with that too, Mr. Tish, Tisher, we are also in a situation now where crabgrass control may be in our future. Tell us, tell us a little bit about those parameters. Well, you know, it, it is. I mean, uh, if you're if you're a do-it-yourself homeowner, just have one yard to do. Uh, I put a, a blog posting on your blog. Uh, well, I didn't. I'm not smart enough. But uh, my daughter did. She's a lot smarter than I am. And uh, and it, it talks about growing degree days, Mark, and uh, yep. and a little uh, uh, website-based uh, program that came from uh, uh, Ohio State University. Uh, growing degree days, all you got to do is punch in your zip code, and it sort of tells you, uh, uh, and this is something you can use throughout the season, uh, what's going on with the plants, what plants are are active at different times of the year based on growing degree days, and and uh, crabgrass and foxtail uh, is one of those plants that we monitor and use growing degree days to uh, to give you an absolutely perfect pinpoint uh, time for application. And for your do-it-yourself, or if you've got your own lawn and just take care of your own lawn, it's it's early to, to put down 
pre-emergent, but is growing degree day calendars and can certainly help you uh, nail the perfect time or just keep listening to you and I and we'll, we'll tell you. And, and that's another piece of what one of the values of Garden Talk is, is that what we do here is give a lot of useful information and it's absolutely free for three hours a week. And it's, um, it's given, given with the greatest intention to help your world uh, improve, not just uh, not improve. <laughs> so well, you know, Mark, and you and I talk about it all the time, but people sometimes don't listen. There, with, with turf care and tree care and probably everything else in the plant world, there are right times and wrong times to do different applications. And, uh, and, uh, and certainly uh, this growing degree day calendar uh, and little website is, uh, is one tool you can use to, uh, to help pinpoint the right time so that you're not applying these, uh, these products, whether it's fertilizer, pesticides, whatever it is, uh, at the wrong time because that can be just as dangerous as uh, sometimes not using it at all. So use a little, uh, use a little science to help you with your lawn care and uh, and you'll have a beautiful lawn. Exactly the point. Mr. Tisher, I hope you have a great and glorious day, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Hopefully it'll be sunny in 79. And uh, <laughs> Well, well we're, 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 we're getting a lot of people asking when we're going to cut start start harvesting sod, so that's, uh, that's encouraging. The answer is it's probably going to be another two or three weeks, given the forecast, but, uh, but at least we're... Uh, we're getting the right conversations going on at the office. Uh, spring's just around the corner. Yep, yep. And and it'll be here before we know it. And more so, it'll be as crazy as always. Mr. Tisher, as always, have a super good and wonderful day. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. You've got a date. Thanks, Mark. Take care, sir. Bye-bye. You've been in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Sod Farms. Our Ask the Expert phone lines are open to answer your gardening and landscape questions. Call Mark Weber at 457-1290. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial. If you would like to be part of this morning's broadcast, I would love to help you with whatever is going on in your gardening world. What we do here on Garden Talk every week is give you the expert advice and information on how to be successful with your yard, garden, and landscaping. And we would love to talk to you today at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. And that'll put you right into the master control studios of WHIO Radio. Let's uh, go right to the telephone lines at 457-1290. By the way, next hour of Garden Talk, we're going to be giving away a $25 gift card to NOLA because they're gardeners like you and I with what plan I am. So stand by for that. Let's head to the telephone lines. Let's head to Gettysburg, and let's go talk to Martha. Martha, Martha good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing okay. Got good. a little bit of a cold, but I think I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, my question has to do with the spirea, and it's plant, planted, it's a big bush. I call it my happy bush because the birds like it. Right. Um, but it's a, it wants to overhang the walk in the alley. It's right in the corner. And I'd like to prune it back, and yet 
it's my impression that if I cut very far, I just wind up with a big open spot in the bush, and that's not nice. Is there any way to reduce that bush and kind of start over as far as, you know, filling out so it's not out over the walk all the time? I mean, I used to chop my when when we had forsythia, we'd chop it back almost to the ground, and it'd grow up so fast and bloom so beautiful the next year. But I got a hunch, spirea isn't gonna do that. What kind of spirea is it? I don't know. It, I just bought the. It was here when I bought the place. Okay. It, it blooms white, of course. But what, what time of the year does it bloom? Uh, early spring. I okay. mean, that's not blooming yet, but... Okay, so but, but um, let me ask you a question, though. Um, does it bloom before Memorial Day? Yeah. Okay, okay, well, that's that's important. Now, let me explain why. Um, tr- um, p- plants that bloom before um, 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 June, before June, typically bloom on wood or branches that were formed the season before i get that impression on that. yeah and that's and so if it blooms let's say in the middle of july it is likely that that plant is blooming on wood that's on its flower buds have been formed on wood for that current growing season mm-hmm. so in your circumstance what you have is a spirea that has that its flower buds for all intents and purposes have likely set um last year so if you would um cut those branches today um you would likely cut off this year's flower buds okay yes that sounds right so what that means is that those flower buds for all intents and purposes probably formed probably by around july 4th mm-hmm. so let's do this uh, let's let it bloom and after it's done blooming then go ahead and do your pruning and that would probably put you mid mid May or so, okay. Uh-huh. And then at that point in time, or in other words, do it right after it's done flowering, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Then it will regrow and set flower buds for next year. You'll be able to control it. And my guess, the spirea that you have is one or two. It's probably Van Hootenai or it's a bridal's wreath. Is one of those two? Is probably mm-hmm. the one it is, because um, it looks sort of like baby's breath when it blooms. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like you've got Bridal's Wreath or Van Hooten. I always say Van Hootenai. It's it's actually Van Hooten. It's V A N H O U T T E is another name. It's a Dutch name. But uh I think that's would be the way that I could best guide you to be successful. Okay? Okay. Okay, well thank you very much. Thank you, ma'am, and have a super good day, okay? You too. Bye-bye. Bye. 457 1290 is the number of the dial if you'd like to be part of Garden Talk today, there's an open line for you. I'm talking a little bit about fruit trees and how to best manage fruit trees this time, particularly with apples. Uh, pruning apples is really important. Um, and meaning this, if you don't prune an apple tree, you're not going to get a very good crop. Uh, more so, you're going to get more of a, a bush than you are a tree. Um, they want to grow upright. I don't know how else to say it. Um, and it is a plant that wants to push all kinds of growth straight up versus horizontal, meaning that the more that your branches of your fruit trees, um, can grow 
um, horizontal to the tr- to horizontal to the ground, it is more likely that those branches are going to be stronger, more likely that those branches are going to produce more fruit. Now, keep in mind that there's something called training and then there's something called pruning. Um, you want to prune to improve the strength of the branches and more so the ability of the, of the tree to handle fruit loads. So it's important that when you are pruning a fruit tree this time of year, that branches that grow straight up in the air, and we call those typically suckers or water sprouts, those are the ones that you should really target with your absolute pruning cuts to remove. More so where you have branches that are growing over top of one another, creating kind of competition from light. Those are branches that you want to separate out and cause for just one branch to exist in that zone. So that when you would look at the tree from the top down, you'll basically see the central hub being the trunk of the tree and then branches that grow off of it like spokes of a wheel of a wagon wheel. And by doing so, you'll make sure that the tree branches get the maximum amount of light and more so you have tree branches that are going to be more successful at producing fruit as well. And uh, also with apple trees, you want to grow them in what we call a central leader system, which basically means there's one central trunk and all the branches break off that central trunk. And by doing so, um, you ensure a stronger tree long term. When we come back, we'll give you an updated weather forecast, plus your calls, 457-1290 on News 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hi, I'm Tom Perry, owner of Long Cleaners. Having a partner like Farmers and Merchants Bank means they know me by name. That's why I trust the lending staff at Farmers and Merchants Bank. My loan officer is always eager to help me. Thanks, Tom. Unlike those bigger banks, we understand what it takes for small businesses to succeed. I'm Clint Morton with Farmers and Merchants Bank, and we have a cool offer for you. For a limited time, get a free Yeti cooler when you apply for and close a new business loan. Does your bank do that? Farmers and Merchants Bank, FDIC insured, equal housing lender. We know that purchasing a new system is a big decision. At McAfee, we feel you should only have to make it once. That's why we offer lifetime, worry-free coverage on new McAfee systems. Never a charge for repairs, Never a charge for maintenance, not even a charge for filters. And when the day comes the system needs replaced, you're covered. Any season, any time, McAfee. Some great prices this week on everybody's favorites at Mark's. Stock up on a great healthy snack. Nature Valley granola bars, assorted varieties are just two for $4. And fresh and delicious red, yellow, or orange peppers, only 69 cents each. And an amazing price on 85% lean ground turkey in a 16 ounce package. Our price to just two for $2.99. That's a buy one, get one free price. Limit six, fresh savings and smart living. Mark's. At Wild Birds Unlimited, we are your backyard bird feeding experts. Got squirrel problems? We can help. Blackbirds taking over? We know what to do. Wild Birds Unlimited. Visit us online and in the Voice of America Center in Westchester or in Springboro next to Dorothy Lane Market. When you hear these tones, you know the WHIO Radio Storm Center has been activated. This means important weather updates every 15 minutes or sooner here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 
Hi, everybody. It is 7.50. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Quiet to start off this morning, mostly cloudy skies and temperatures in the mid to upper 20s. We'll lift to a high temperature of 43 degrees today. Partly cloudy skies and just a slight chance for a passing flurry. Mostly cloudy overnight tonight, 28 degrees for the low. And on Sunday, snow likely, especially once we get into the afternoon hours, anywhere from 1 to 3 inches possible with the highest totals likely found towards the south. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7. WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler 7 HG7 radar shows overcast sky um, conditions and also we are resting at 32 degrees Fahrenheit up by the airport. Um, it's about 34 in Springboro, 33 in Wilmington, 34 at my house. On the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and garden talk, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number to dial. And uh, we'd love to talk to you about whatever's going on in your gardening world today. Um, also, I want to share with all of you that uh, generally if you are starting seeds at home inside to plant outside, Later on, the general rule of thumb is that you start those seeds approximately about six weeks from the time that you plan to sow those seeds. Otherwise, um, you may start them too early or too late. So general rule is about six weeks before um, sowing them outside um, as well. 457-1290. Also, I wanted to share with you, a lot of times people always ask me, Mark, you know, you always hear you talk about certified arborists and where do I find a certified arborist? Um, it's real easy. Um, you can go to a website called treesaregood.org. Um, it's treesaregood.org. It's a really great website. It gives you lots of insight and information about where, about proper tree care and also your ability to look up um, where quality certified arborists can be found in your area. You just put in your zip code and you can dial up that uh, professional and uh, find that person to work with you. And remember, certified arborists are like doctors or some to do different things and others do more other things that other ones don't do. So uh, don't think we all do everything in life. Um, um, also this week, uh, 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you'd like to join us as well. Also, I want to share with you that uh, if you have some bare spots to fill in, this is going to be ideal weather to be doing that last bit of winter seeding. And that's where you take the grass seed, throw it down on the bare areas of your lawn. And by the forces of freezing and thawing, that seed will melt into the soil. And as the soils warm up this spring, we'll likely be able to uh, germinate that grass seed. Um, so don't, uh, don't, uh, uh, it's really the second best time to sow grass seed. So I would highly recommend that as well. Also keep in mind that, uh, proper, um, um, use of crabgrass control become important as well. Meaning this, that crabgrass controls, the vast majority of those types of chemistries will inhibit the seed germination of grass seed. So you will need to rearrange your crabgrass control program uh, with your lawn care provider or yourself. There are crabgrass control products out there that do not hurt grass seed, 
but the most the majority of them do hurt grass seeds. So be careful with that in uh, in that perspective. Four five seven twelve ninety, and when we return, more garden talk will continue after this on AM twelve ninety and News ninety five seven WHIO. Downtown Dayton, McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station. 